All right, we are officially live. Today, Colton and I are going to recap UFC 249 in Jacksonville. Uh, the first sport, first sporting event back in like 60 plus days, 45 plus days. I can't remember exactly, but UFC 249 this past Saturday uh, was a good event. And then, of course, we got more UFC fights this coming week. But uh, this was probably one of the bigger cards we've watched in a long time uh, just because there was such a big layoff. So, got a lot to say. Colton definitely has a lot to say about the fights. Uh, you know, we we both were – both picked Tony Ferguson to win, and that did not happen uh, financially. And uh, so we're going to go from there. But we're going to start at the bottom with, uh, with some of the fights. Of course, Colton and I are – not casual fans, but we're not experts either, so we're kind of learning. So a lot of our opinions are are still novice style opinions, but so take it for what they are. But first fight, Colton, uh, we got Bryce Mitchell and Charles Rosa. Yeah, um, just getting. I mean, I'll start out here. How many, like how many twisters did Bryce try for? That was insane. That was crazy. I thought he almost had that. He had the. He had his hand over, and then he was cranking an old boy's neck, and so I thought he was—I thought he was about to lock up another twister, which would have been pretty amazing, uh, considering there's only been was it one other one by the Korean Zombie, and then you know his previous one. Um, incredible move, though. Yeah, he tried it several times casually. It didn't look like he was even really <laughs> trying that hard to do it. He was just kind of there, but almost had it, and I, I just feel bad for uh, Rosen's neck because that guy got strung out. Uh, it wasn't just the twister; it was all the other holds and chokes he had him into. So, yeah, and I didn't know this before too, but uh, I think Joe was saying, but he actually has had a neck injury before. So they were like, "Hey, this can't feel good on his neck." You know, I think he had like a pretty or uh, decent neck injury. So I was like, "Geez." Yeah, I actually, um, I actually did not catch that, but Lindsay told me that because we were watching and he's just getting wrung out. And Lindsay said they talked about how he had a previous neck injury. I was like, I feel bad for this guy. I would, yeah. <laughs> He, he's yeah, I've been done. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell is a beast, man. Um, he uh, he gets on my nerves, and the camo shorts thing is annoying. But you know that's his oh. niche. But and uh, oh, you like it? You like the camo shorts? Oh yeah, dude. Uh, give him his camo shorts, dude. He's gotta have it. They, apparently, he got them. Is what he said. I mean, uh, I don't. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But you know what? He's a niche market. I mean, he's from Arkansas, so I'm sure those will sell like. <laughs> Hotcakes in uh, Arkansas, but yeah, but uh, that's like I said too. Cerrone has his custom shorts, so or I mean, he has a custom patch on them. So, um, you know, Dana's modified it before for people, and uh, you know, like I said, he's not afraid to piss some people off and <laughs> treat people unfairly. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll make it happen. Oh, I believe it 100. Uh, percent He, uh, yeah, he'll he'll flip flop instantly, and it's all about for him and the sport. What have you done for me lately? So, and yeah. he's in the, in the heat of the moment, he'll make some deals. Of course, it'll go oh, back yeah. on him, but, uh, well, not to get off the, to onto this fight, which was another good one too, but that's like Jeremy Stevens, even lost. And Dana's just, Dan, he's really likes Jeremy Stevens from what I've seen. And he was like, I'm going to throw some cash your way. Don't worry. I'm like, even when people lose, you know I mean? He does that and t- sometimes too, but I'm like, Hey man, you know, kind of sucks because other people lost but jeremy is i mean he does like he's a killer bro he goes in yeah he is but, uh, except for not then, being four was it four and a half pounds overweight or something like that yeah dude come on. and then you're, you're training with dominic cruz the whole time how do you you know anyways we're, we're getting off on that fight too but with the price and his his octagon control or i mean uh you know his grappling i mean he was controlling like 
90% of the fight, dude. It was like 13 minutes of a 15-minute fight. That's, you know, that's brutal. And then uh, I noticed he was kind of doing the Khabib uh, leg deal, you know, and I was listening to DC because I've been watching the Ultimate Fighter uh, Stipe versus DC as well. And uh, so his grappling was pretty good from there too. And he learned that move, it looked like, kind of up against the fence with the legs and, and secure him. Yeah, he's a... Uh... He's a beast, man. I don't know a lot about him, and uh, you know he, his stuff is definitely not for me. But I mean, it's it's working, and he's he's an animal. Um, it's funny actually too, because you said talk about DC. Did you hear all the fighters saying they would take DC's live advice because they could hear him? Because there's no other crowd. They were like, I heard DC. He's like, sweep the legs, and they were like, and it works. Which normally you yeah. can never hear that stuff. So that was pretty cool. Because they were all talking Joe, John, and him, and they're like you know, something about potentially being more spread out. And then he was like, you know, I want to be up here close. And he was like, my mind's a cheat code. He's like, all these people are listening to. He's like, I, he's like, I can't not, you know, yeah, you know, be talking about the fight. He's like, but I can't help it if they can hear me. And he's like, my mind's a cheat code. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. actually have another kid too. He said today. Who? DC. He was like at 41. I'm having another kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, uh, another thing we can talk about too. We forgot to mention for, people who maybe did watch the event or don't know, but 249, UFC 249 was held with zero fans. So that's why it's a little unorthodox as far as fighters hearing commentators, coaches a lot more clear. Um, there was pretty much, uh, let's see, fighters, a few trainers, commentators, and working staff and no fans. So uh, one, of the, one of the first sporting events, or the first sporting event back since the COVID-19 epidemic. Um, obviously with lots of controversy, but it looked like it went okay so far. Um, one guy did test positive for COVID when he got there, but he did not fight. He got pulled off, um, and everything has been pretty smooth so far. Of course, that's, you know, that's Dana White style, uh, taking risks and not really giving a damn what anyone else is doing and seeing how it pays out. Uh, but yeah, you, you got any more for, for the Bryce Mitchell, Charles Rosa fight? No, uh, other than uh, that was the most dominant performance out of the whole card, in my, obviously, in my opinion. I mean, what was, it was 30, I think like every ref, or 30, 24, 25, whatever. I was like, man, I ain't, he just got demolished. But Yeah, no, I felt bad for him. I mean, because he held in there really well, but gosh, he was getting <laughs> wrung out. Yeah. Um, then this one, I, I think most people will agree with, and I'll kick it off with, you got... Anthony Pettis, Cowboy Cerrone, and Anthony Pettis won by unanimous decision with most people disagreeing, thinking Cowboy either lost by split decision or even won the fight. Maybe the other way, split or unanimous decision. Anyways, I think I also agree from a you know a, a novice fan's perspective, obviously, but I think Cowboy won that fight. And after the fight, you can hear Anthony Pettis saying, Damn. All right, I'll take it, I guess. So I think he probably agreed to, too. Yeah, he was even like, what in the... He's like, how did that? And he's like, I'll take it. Um, but, I, yeah, I agree. I think Cowboy did a better job, but I think what maybe... I don't know the refs, but it, it seemed like Anthony's punches were landing a little bit harder, doing a little more damage. But... And I didn't look at the, stri the, the strike comparison at all, um, to be honest, which I typically do. I don't know why I didn't on that fight. But I had Cowboy taking it, and it was at least, at the bare minimum, very even. 
And then I saw multiple takedowns from Cowboy, I believe. Two, maybe three. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a couple. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot of position advancement from it or any, you know, damage done. But at that point, if it's even and then you have multiple takedowns, I mean, I got to give the advantage there, you know. Now, whereas if it was a pretty even or, or yeah, but I mean, like if, if there's ta- if there's multiple takedowns and it's even, then I, I think it would favor that way. But because it's not like Cowboy was just, da- you know, done and damaged like in his previous fights like tony he was all cut up corner i mean he was there he was ready and i think that no pressure at all and just kind of like a backyard brawl is you know where he fits in best obviously yeah um i agree pretty much i think if you know obviously judges scoring are know a lot more than you and i but i think if if anthony did win it wasn't unanimous it was a split but i think cowboy won it said a couple takedowns and then otherwise it was pretty even um but yeah no cerrone like you said i think everyone else says it too a lot of the a lot of the experts in the field that um you know obviously he wasn't ready when he fought mcgregor and uh didn't turn out well with this one he looked smooth chill and that's more his environment and you know sometimes that's just kind of how people perform some people under the under the huge pressure it's not easy and and he was on he admitted that he said that he wasn't ready, he was sick, and, uh, you know, just super nervous the whole time. And for this one, was the exact opposite. So, But, you know, sucks to see because uh, it's four losses in a row for him. But, that, you know, he, he's one of the guys that really doesn't let a loss affect him truly. Like I said, I mean, he could be back in a month, you know, who knows. But it was it was a good, entertaining fight, though. And, you know, both of them were, were chill about it, and so – yeah, and that's like uh, even leading up to the Connor fight, a lot of people were like, oh, he's lost all this. So, in my opinion, too, I mean, Tony Ferguson, that was a doctor stoppage. I mean, I get it. He was getting beat up. But, I mean, he, he was dishing it back, too, pretty good. And, uh, I mean, take the eye swelling out. Or, I mean, if he wouldn't have blown his nose, then, I mean, it's still a fight. So, it's like not it, – it techni- I mean, it is a loss, obviously, but it's like, you know, he just didn't get his ass whooped the whole time. And then I think with Justin, I, th- I think Cowboy's too active and it hurts him. You know, the weight cuts and then this and that. So that was a quick turnaround there. Um, so I think that, you know, I think that had to take into effect with him getting knocked out there, obviously. And then as we can see, Justin's. But Justin looked like a whole different animal, even from Cowboy to Tony. I mean, that would, dude, I can't even explain that. But, um, so, yeah, uh, hopefully Cowboy is kind of back on a roll. I was hoping he would get that one just to get a little fire under him. But, again, like you said, he doesn't really let his losses define him. So he could, he'll could, he probably lose 10 more times and, you know, win 20 more or whatever. That guy's a freak. Yeah, I think he's at this point where he knows he's older. He likes to stay active. He likes to get paid. And uh, so he's going to just try and keep getting after it. And, and who knows how long to fight. But, yeah, he, he's one of the guys where – especially with this last one that was real close, you know, he's one of the few people that can have four losses in a row and still be on the roster. And he'll still, we'll probably see him in 60 days, maybe less, maybe more, but that's just, that's his style. And, and honestly, it's, it's awesome. So, I mean, it works for him. Maybe it is, uh, you know, a little too soon for him, but you know, he knows best and he kind of does his own thing. So. Yeah. It's like a, a loss doesn't just get his personality or his, anything or his reputation. It's just like, okay, because he's just, no one else is that game, you know. You're like, you're gonna lose when you're that game. I yeah. mean, it's just factual. So it's like, hey, he gets a pass almost on, you know. Yeah. A, a lot of the losses because I'm like, nobody else would have stepped in there. Yeah. 
All right. <clears throat> Greg Hardy and is it was it Jorgen de Castro? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously you don't know much about de Castro. Greg Hardy's the hot topic, obviously, because he's kind of an up and coming guy, big heavyweight who's done well, but you know, he's a, a former NFL player who actually pretty much got, I don't know, um, not really kicked out of the NFL, but kind of pushed out by teams for, uh, having some domestic violence allegations. So he's a guy that people are not a big fan of and don't think he should be in the sport or given a second chance. Cause you know, he did get accused and suspended by the NFL of domestic violence against his wife. So he's kind of a hot topic, um, you know, kind of a different character too. Um, but you know, fighting wise in the sport, he's active. And of course, you know, Dana wide enjoys him and give, gave him a chance. And, uh, he's won quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think what he, he won by the, via decision. Is that right? Yeah. So it was, it was a decision. Uh, yeah, that guy's just, there's always some controversy. I forget who he was fighting. And he had like an illegal knee. Yeah. He was fighting good though. And then, I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. And then the, the inhaler, that's what the other thing was. That's what the next one was. Yeah, I remember saying, that. Hey, that was BS because he even – I forget what exactly happened in the video, but he, like, alerted and asked somebody about it even, I believe. Like, he was like, it's prescription, and they are like, okay. And then later they were like, what the heck? So kind of feel bad for the guy, you know, but um, he's, he's doing good, though. That's like uh, – let's see, because I don't, I don't recall as much of that fight, but it looks like – Looks like he, yeah, I mean, he, he outstruck him really well. 66 um, strikes landed out of 135, and the other guys, 24 and 69. So, you know, pretty pretty uh, heavy difference there. Yeah, he's, he's won all of his, most of his fights in, in pretty dominant fashion. And then, of course, he's asking for a shot at the big guys. So I think he probably would have already had that shot or gotten closer to it if it wasn't for his controversy. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, what a, what an athlete, though. So crazy. Me playing in the NFL and then decide, hey, I want to face fight somebody in an octagon. And, I mean, to my knowledge, I, you know, I don't have much of it of him, but I don't think he had that background before. And it's like, I think he was to be able to do that. I knew there was something interesting about him, too, outside of all his stuff. It was uh he was the only fighter last year, twenty nineteen, to fight five times. So, jeez, yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Um, he was the only guy on the roster to fight five times. Yeah, I I think I was a little at first. I was like, eh, I don't know, especially because like the domestic violence stuff. But uh, I'm warming up to him quite a bit, and he's he's good. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they let him in, and you know, he, who knows? But uh, is it Calvin? Is it how do you say his last name? Calvin Gasolin. No, Calvin uh, Cotter or Catter? Oh, Qatar or Cater or sorry, I was talking about Kelvin because Kelvin got there's some on him today, but yeah, no, uh, I saw that too. But uh, Calvin Qatar and Jeremy Stevens fight. So Dude. Jeremy Stevens four and a half pounds overweight. Yeah, that's that's bad. And didn't he take his uh, boxers off too? And then someone was like, "How much are your boxers <laughs> weigh, man?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and then also. I, I saw uh, Kamara Usman. He tweeted he was like favorite nickname besides mine, and it was Jeremy Stevens. And I was like little heathen. I was like I don't know about that. Who said not that? Not a fan. Uh, Kamara Usman. He said that that's the the second best nickname other than his. Obviously, you know. Kamara Usman is the Nigerian nightmare. Is that right? 
Yeah, and but little heathen. I mean, it, yeah. it flows with Stevens, but yeah, I, I would not say my favorite otherwise. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that guy, he, I mean, he is a hard hitter, and he's he's about it. He was cracking those leg kicks, man. I yeah. swear, his leg kicks were just, I was just like, dude, I'm hurting watching this right now. That one was a, what was that, a decision he lost? or No, that's uh, Calvin, he, so Jeremy came in was about to throw one flush, and then Calvin oh, yeah. just, boom, elbow to the face. And yeah. then, dude, this is what, like, I know this is probably not what you would think of when a knockout happens, but every time, because he fell backwards, and the way his knee was still bent, I'm like, dude, it looks like your ACL is about to tear because you're just going limp, you know, and then and then he just gets stoned once he uh, Calvin jumps on him and throws a few more. I was yeah, like, <laughs> I, uh, I remember that now it's coming through. I actually had that on my notes. I forgot to write down the rounds and how they lost. I remember that one, but I do remember those guys going after it, and that poor dude, like you said, laid it on him, so... And that was catch weight, I guess, because uh, Jeremy Stevens missing weight. Um, yeah, and I, I wonder, I forget how much of the purse they have to give up, but yeah, I would definitely. That's pretty. That would suck. You miss weight, you give up some of your purse, and then you just get, you know, an elbow right to the face and knocked out. Yeah, I mean, but I think, yeah, I think it's like twenty, twenty to thirty percent that they have to give up. But I don't know. I'm not an MMA fighter. I never will be. Um, but I, I have to think that four and a half pounds is a lot, man. You, you got to know coming into there that, you know, what, what, where you're at. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's different because of COVID, but, um, I feel like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to fight with that weight class and that's, that's part of it, you know, and you, it's not fair to the other guy. So, I mean. Yeah. And then some people are like, you know, and I mean, again, I'm, I'm not in there cutting the weight or doing any of that. So it's hard or it's easy for me to sit here and, you know, critique it. But, you know, one of the arguments was, is they don't have as many resources as they typically do, which it's like, you know, I mean, you got your sauna suits, you, they each got a personal little sauna. I mean, you still got your bathtub in your hotel. You still got your towels. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot. Uh, I mean, he, and then again, everyone else did it. Yeah, everyone else did it. So, uh, and hell, Tony, Tony's cut weight twice this month or whatever, or, uh, or you know, the past thirty days, not this yeah. month, but does uh does Jeremy Stevens does he typically has he ever missed weight? Do we know? Or he's usually pretty good, right? So maybe it was a fluke. Who knows? I, I think he has missed one other time. Yeah, but the other guy looks like a pretty good up and comer, right? Yeah, and then. Uh, I, I don't know where I recognize him from. I think I don't know if he was on the Ultimate Fighter, but because I don't follow that guy much at all, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he he just I've I've seen him. Obviously, I've seen him fight a couple times, but nothing crazy. I don't or that I remember. Uh, but I want to say he might have been Ultimate Fighter. But that guy, I mean, yeah, he's good. He, uh, okay. Especially like, uh, four and a half pounds of weight, man, and I guess clapped his, him like that. I, yeah, I guess his last fight. Um... He fought. He lost to Zabit, but he barely lost. It was a decision, and Zabit's pretty tough. So maybe that was maybe where you recognize him from. That is, yeah, because they were talking about them running it back too. Yeah, it looks like uh, before that he beat Ricardo Lamas, uh, a guy named Chris Fishgold, uh, but then a lot of the other stuff is a lot older. But yeah, it looks like the last fight was Zabit. So, <laughs> honest Abe, Zabit can bang, dude. Zabit is very scary. That guy doesn't look like you could win with. I don't think I could beat him up with a baseball bat. Dude, he is good, and that's what's great. I'm like, he doesn't frown. He doesn't smile. He doesn't blink. He just 
fight and get hit. <laughs> I know. What is? And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, and if you just saw him on the street normal, you'd be like, you not in a million years would you think, like, hey, this guy can throw down like that, you know? But yeah, that's what's scary. All right, let's uh, let's see this one. This one should be quick. <laughs> uh, you got <laughs> Francis. I already know it. Yeah. Francis Ngannou versus uh, oh Jar Jarzinso Rosenstrike. Say it. Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike. We'll go with that, which is what it is. Yeah, that was a like twenty-four second knockout in the first round. Dude, I know. And then and you know Rosenstrike might our- still be there because I think he died. I think I think that was a kill confirmed. <laughs> That's a confirmed kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rosenstrike is on Francis's kill streak right now of whatever it is. But that dude, I, I didn't. I was like, I, I just I couldn't process it. I was like, what just happened, bro? And then he, the way he was leaning up against a fence and he was like lifeless. I was. It literally looked like I was like, dude, that's CTE right there. That guy's got CTE after that one hit. Oh gosh, I know. I feel like that one, but. When when Francis and Ganu fights and wins like that, it makes you think: How does he ever lose? That's what I'm saying. Or can you imagine getting like bum rushed by him in the street? Yeah, I I just I just think when when he does stuff like that with his size and I'm like, who how do people beat him? Hey, I actually have not watched this one back. I've been meaning to. I mean, there's obviously a reason now. But the most boring fight that they said ever in the world was him and Derek Lewis. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, was I, like, I watched Hollis and I did. It was not good. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, you know, Israel Adesanya and Yoel are supposed to claim that title now of the worst. But I know I'm like that. I'm like, Derek doesn't do anything but throw haymakers. And then Francis just bum rushes everyone and just destroys them. I'm like, how is this not just a... A five-second fight as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, uh, Derek Lewis's last fight was terrible. Um, I mean, in my opinion, he – I can't remember who he fought. Uh, and it was in Houston in his hometown. And, and I, I don't yeah. think he won. And I don't know. Uh, no, he did because he actually predicted he'd win over a controversial decision, oddly enough. And then it was a pretty terrible fight, you know. But he did uh, – yeah. But his fight before that with the Russian uh, guy, the big tall guy, that was good. Yeah, if, Ivanov. Um, yeah, knocked like, him out with like a few seconds left. Yeah, it looked like Francis Ngannou actually lost to him via decision. I couldn't remember who won that one, but uh, he lost to Derek Lewis via decision, Stipe via decision. Uh, I mean, Stipe is a beast, but anyways, with that with a guy that's that big, um, I just don't see how you ever lose. Okay, so he's six four, two fifty five, and probably. 280 or 290 in the cage or some ridiculous you know just a freak man he got that big athletic build like he can move he's not like he like even like steve i mean steve is obviously an athlete but like you know francis just like it like he was made in the lab you know yeah he like was, steve is just a big old dude you know and but francis just like dude his six-pack has a six-pack his chest i mean his his pegs are just so big. I'm like, how do you? That's the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's it's always weird when someone is close to 300 pounds and they have a six pack. I'm like, this is not how science works. Yeah, it's not. That's <laughs> not how this is supposed to go down. This is not fair. You you don't get both of these. But um, for uh, for those listening to this, 
that was uh, bet one of the night where things went downhill um, financially for for the two of us. Um, <laughs> for so Francis and Gano, I think we put fifteen. We combined our money to make bets so we could mitigate risk, which didn't help at all. Shocker, that's <laughs> betting. <laughs> Uh, we're like, okay, we can make a little money on Francis knocking this guy out in a round. We thought he was going to knock him out, but knocking him out in round one didn't pay a whole lot. Round two paid a little bit more, and uh, so we took the risk going in two, and Francis and Gunner knocked him out in 20 seconds. So that is where we lost bet number one. That's <laughs> where the night starts going downhill. It's all it's all entertainment. you know. Obviously, we, we prefer the money in the pocket, but, yeah, uh, we were close. I mean, we, we thought well, it was going to be all- a knockout, but. That was also on my parlay, though, so I was like, okay, you know, it's fine, because I had Bryce Mitchell, and then I had Anthony Pettis, and then I had Francis, so I'm like, I'm three for three right now, baby, and I'm like, I just need the co-main and the main to go right, which clearly didn't. Yeah, we got close, but, so speaking of co-main and main, then now we go to Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz for the Bantamweight belt. Uh, Henry, Cejudo, Henry, Henry Cejudo, TKO round two. So I this is probably where I want to say the most um, because no nonsense Keith Peterson there was a whole lot of nonsense in that stoppage there was two seconds left in the round two seconds when you have Dominic Cruz yes he was getting pelted there's unanswered shots it's gonna happen in a fight that's fighting two seconds championship bout it's not this guy's first UFC bout let it go let it go for two seconds let him let him gain it back give us round three. Or minimum. That's all I gotta say. But because uh, look, when he got up, he was fresh as a daisy. He was not. He was not in a different place. I think he was good. But he, I mean, yeah, he got a good knee. I mean, I, he was definitely rocked. But I think I think he could let it go. But then again, it's not like uh, Keith has a stopwatch on him. You know. So I was disagreeing until you said that because I didn't. I don't remember that. I wasn't um, that savvy with the clock. I I think it was a good stop, but I also didn't know there was two seconds left in the round. So are you sure? Yeah, that? I mean, yes. Okay. Um, and then with that last comment, you say technically he does know because he can hear the clappers just like the fighters can. That's true. Well, I mean, in the moment though, you may not. I mean, he's you could think he's probably gonna have tunnel vision. I'm sure he was aware. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had some kind of awareness around it. But yeah, I don't like Keith Peterson as it is. So. It obviously was easy for me to start torturing him. I do not like him. I want to know what this beef is with no nonsense, because you know what? He just keeps it straight. Just, I mean, it is what the name says it all. No nonsense. Get in here. Let's fight. That's it. Okay, there was a complete contradiction because there was nonsense. So yes, he is mm. nonsense. Wait, yeah, the, it, the two <laughs> the two seconds left in the round, maybe, but that's nonsense. Well, that's maybe, but. You got to think. His job is to protect fighters, and if you count, Henry gave him a flying or not a flying knee, a straight knee. Then he goes down. He gets it was I think eleven to thirteen unprotected shots, and Dominic Cruz says he was getting up. Maybe he was, but he had zero protection. He laid there. His hands were flat. He didn't stick an arm up. He didn't flinch. He he might have been coming up, but he took thirteen straight. And I mean, if if. If Henry was a little heavier, those might have been bad. You know, it probably wasn't yeah. bad because he's a bantamweight. Yeah, no, I mean, th- 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 those are all valid points. Yes, I'll give you that. But 
again, is this is a world title comeback off of two years? Like, and and again, Dom said, let him put me out because people get put out all the time, and, and then so. And then he was working his way back up. And then again, I mean, if you got pelted with a knee and then you're on the ground, I mean, you're going to fumble around and you're trying to find something. I'm sure he was rocked a little bit, you know, but like, give him a second. How many times have you seen people get rocked and then you're like, there's no way they're surviving and they come back and, you know, do good. So, yeah, I just, um, I think if you're coming up and you're, and you want to show signs of protection, at least put a hand in front of your face put do a push off do something you know get a little protection he just kind of sat there it was a I mean, obviously it was a controversial one um and he wasn't happy he threw a fit about it um but i mean you also do have an olympic gold wrestler on your back i mean getting up is not gonna be you know a two-second ordeal <laughs> you know you gotta work your way up but i mean it is what it is it happened uh i so i figured cejudo would win but i wanted cruz to win that's how i uh you know, had that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, like I said, it was a tough call. Um, Keith, maybe he made the wrong one, maybe he didn't. But uh, I, I, so unbiased opinion, truthfully, because I typically, Dominic is not my favorite guy. Uh, he's super talented, but he kind of gets on my nerves. I know he's super smart, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes he just kind of gets on my nerves. But I did not like the way he handled it afterwards. He threw a fit in the ring. And then the whole accusation, he says, that smell like, like alcohol and cigarettes and then I, I don't know I, I mean who knows but it's just kind of weird no one's ever said that before ever so that that one was weird but not not the immediate after i didn't think that was too much i mean he was just, he was clear and i mean he explained himself this is why i think it shouldn't have been stopped uh, i mean yeah i do i think it's a bullshit call but i mean he even said he's like i mean i can't do anything about it i think he handled himself well exact post in post like fight but then the yeah the cigarettes and stuff but i mean who knows he but if he didn't smell like cigarettes and stuff yeah that's like okay, come on bro like let's stop that but uh, and, he, and I, I, i'm wondering i'm like I don't know. They rotate. Refs rotate. I don't know how long the it break looks is. like he would smell like it. <laughs> I don't know what that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could see him doing that, but maybe, maybe he went and took a smoke break in between the fights. I don't know. I mean, and maybe, yeah, that's all I can think of. And wash it down with some peppermint schnapps and a marble, marble red. <laughs> I don't know, to... but, then, but he said he said before the fight, he said he knew going into it. He said he wished he could request someone different. He made some comments about how he's. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Okay, because Keith Peterson is terrible. Thank you. There we go. I'm telling you, Herb wouldn't have let that happen. I don't know. I mean, he, Herb's a go. Keith must be decent because he still gets, keeps getting hired. <laughs> don't even start that. That's true. Look at all the judges that get complained about every weekend, and they're still. You know, working. I think a lot of the bad judges, though, are based on the city and state, right? Or maybe the state. Like, they say Texas judges are terrible, and they say the New York Commission is terrible. That That's like a state thing, right? But Yeah, but I mean, terrible employees, still employed. I like Keith Peterson. I thought he did okay. Maybe he's called too soon. Maybe he took a smoke break. Leave my boy alone. He's stressed. <laughs> he doesn't like COVID. Is, I've had a long bias against Keith Peterson, and it's just even furthered it. It's just like that. Um, Keith Peterson's not my guy. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Well, um, if I saw him, I definitely would never say that though. And I would probably take a picture of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the story of like every sports fan ever. You're like, yeah, let me get a picture. Um, and then just torch him on my Instagram. But yeah, that was, um, 
that was part of our parlay that uh, we took a risk on. And uh, not, a, not a huge investment, but that one didn't end up going well either. Going upset. Of course, it could win either way. You know, Cruz, Suhudo. We thought Suhudo would win, but you got to pick an underdog every now and then. I think said, no. Probably for the payout, because the, the payout if I would have picked Suhudo would have been trash, you know? Exactly. Not a huge investment, um, which. Oh, yeah. We got to talk uh, real quick. Henry, is he retired really, or is it a publicity stunt? Just trying to get more money. I don't believe him. You say you do believe him? No, I said I don't blame him. I, I'm not sure if I believe oh, him or not because he sounded pretty sincere, but he also, I think he's not doing it in a McGregor sense. He said, I'm retired, but Dana White knows my number. Insinuating, I'll come back. But then Dana said, I'll give you a week and then we'll call you and see how it goes. But maybe he's just trying to get paid. But th- that guy, you know, he might be cringe and all that's an act, but, you know, he said he's been going at it since he was 11 and, you know, he was an Olympian, so I'm sure. He's put a lot of time and effort, and and he mentioned in the press fight conference how he doesn't really have a family or he doesn't have kids. He's not married. He kind of wants to start that. He's older, so he kind of wants to settle down. So maybe it's true. So. Yeah, and then he he was talking about real estate and stuff. So I mean, he it wasn't just like a you know quick oh I'm done whatever. I mean, it, I I part of me believes him. Like a, okay, yeah, if he's very he's underpaid. He's incredible. He's one of the greatest and. Uh, you know he's very credentialed, so he definitely deserves it. So I think I think he'll come back, and he's too young and too good and too dominant right now. Um, but if I was him, I mean, dude, I'd, I'd have no problem walking away. What I'd be like, dude, what what can I do? What more can I do? Yeah, I, I would be I would be done because uh, yeah. But I mean, it's hard. Those guys are very competitive. I'm sure he would it would just eat him to the core. I mean being that in shape and not being able to do it. But he also talked about going back to wrestling too. So Yeah, um, I think uh, I think he's actually done unless it's like a big money fight because I agree. I don't think there's a whole lot else he can do to maybe like prove himself. Uh, you know, he uh, he beat, let's see, who did he beat? It was TJ, it was Cruz, now then TJ before, TJ Dillshaw. Who was before TJ? Um, uh, Mighty Mouse. I mean, oh, Mighty yeah. Mouse. I mean, already that's the, the yeah. greatest. He pretty much ended his UFC reign and career. That was so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, TJ Dominic Cruz. I mean, yeah, that's two belts, Olympic gold medal. Uh, yeah, dude, it, it would be hard to you know have to go prove that over and over again. I'd just be like, I'm the baddest dude on the on the planet. See ya. And they almost, <laughs> and they almost cut the flyweight division, and pretty much supposedly didn't cut it because of him. So. Yeah, no, that's what I, I – the TJ was a, a contracted killer that night, and he failed at his job. <laughs> on the juice. <laughs> yeah, on the gas. That's what's crazy. But that weight cut, dude, he did not look good. And then I saw a picture of him during the weight cut, and it looked like he was in a hotel. And, it, you know, I'm not shocking now, but, dude, it looked like, like 50 pill bottles on the thing of just junk he was taking. You know, I'm like, you know, he was probably just – I mean, there's no telling how bad he felt, and then all the crap he's taking to try and his immune system or stay this and that, you know. I'm like, but you know, now that we mention it, because in uh, in the post fight uh, conference, Henry mentioned this too, and he has a good point. He said, "Every time I win, every time I get a stoppage, it's too soon." He's like, "The cruise was too soon," and that was the same thing with T.J. Dillashaw when he fought him. They said it was too soon, and it was kind of the same scenario. Actually, now that we mention it, they were. Doing similar, he was doing similar positions, similar hitting, and they said it was called too soon. And he's like, "I can never catch a break." So, does he have? Yeah, a no, I, 
I was thinking about that um, shortly after. I was like, man, I was like, they they both did get stopped, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, and and Dom, because I mean, Dominic said too, he's like, I shouldn't have got caught with that knee and been in that position. So you know, I mean, they got clipped, and you, you can't get in that position. Easier said than done, obviously. I, I feel like that should be. I'm gonna, Noted for every comment that you and I make, <laughs> people would be like, yeah, you could do it. <laughs> right. but, I'm going uh, to pull this up briefly while we're chatting and see who the ref was there, just for fun. I, dude, if it is, I hope it is. I don't know. It's not Keith Peterson, though. It's a guy, he's got, <laughs> he's got a, a, a sweet, like an amazing hard part with a nice come over. Um, What's an, uh, Show me a picture. I'm watching briefly. Uh, Why didn't you just Google it? I, I, I looked it up to see. Um, I was just watching the fight if I recognize him. But uh, oh. TJ was getting a work. TJ was getting worked a lot worse than Dominic was, and TJ's was faster. At least Dominic like put on a fight for a little bit. But um, but yeah, I know which rep you're talking about too. I just yeah, don't I don't know his name. So. But it wasn't Keith Peterson. So. Um, Okay, let's go. Let's go to the bad one here. The good, the uh, final, the main event. So, for everyone listening, um, we put a put a lot of money here on uh, on Mr. Tony Ferguson because we just thought he was going to win. He was on a twelve fight win streak, hasn't lost since like two thousand twelve. Um, we, I think, I speak for both of us here. We both like Gaethje. We both like Ferguson. Ferguson's growing on us because he's a beast. Um, we also like Gaethje, but we just thought that. Gaethje was going to gas out and Tony was going to take over. Um, so we put little money down that Tony would TKO or no, excuse me. Tony would win the fight in a third or fourth round. That's all we did. And uh, to pay decently. And as we know, Justin um, knocked Tony Ferguson out in the fifth round. Uh, awesome fight. Other than that, you know, I mean, obviously when you're gambling, um, you're biased and salty about the results. Otherwise, the fight was amazing. Um, I feel really bad for Ferguson because now he doesn't get a shot at the real belt for Habib. But Justin's up, and um, you know, just, I think Justin earned it. I mean, he took it whenever it came, and he showed out. Man, he looked good. Yeah. So again, I I could I've could go on for days about this, but. I would have bet my. I would have bet every, every last item in, that I possess, that it's not even gonna even think about going to the fifth round. I would have done it. I would have, Justin. I would have. <laughs> I know that's why you're funny, but, but yeah. So and then let me. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give everyone the breakdown. And then I'm sure this is no crazy news to anyone. Everyone thought Justin's gonna come out swinging for the fences. Round one and two. And he did. And he did. And he was getting a little tired. But he got a second win and caught himself and was he, he was much more of a collected fighter, in my opinion. That He was so much more calm, collected with his shots. And you can even hear in between the rounds, you know, his coach is like, you know, you've, you've gotten comfortable for it. He's like, yep, and I lost twice. I mean, great, great coaching. But so Tony... Gets a mean uppercut to end round two. It's Justin stumbling. He's gassed. I'm texting you. I'm like, this is it. This is exactly how the bet's supposed to go in my life. Because my anyone, if anyone is going to listen to this and follows me and my MMA betting, you shouldn't follow me. I'll just state that. Um, because I do not win at it. I don't know why. 
but so it was going that's how it was going and you know it i was getting excited i was getting the, the gambling like oh it's my time <laughs> you know and then uh but what i think is as uh tony tony thought that after that too he thought that's too i think he thought that hey man he's gonna get gassed out because he dude, didn't but he wasn't throwing much to the body i was wanting him to throw some cheap kicks to the body and really kind of wear him gas him out that way and i think he didn't think he was gonna even have to do that much um but as we saw, I mean, I don't know what Justin did with his cardio, uh, but he looked like a 110% different fighter than, than what we've seen. So he did good, and he was throwing breaks, man. I, I don't know how Tony was standing after one of those shots, let alone however many he took. That was crazy. Yeah, he uh, he broke his orbital bone, one of his orbital bones, or he, fr- or he fractured it, one of the two. But um, and then there was a video of him dancing in the hospital like 10 <laughs> hours later. That guy's crazy. Uh <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, it's one of those deals. You know, when you when you're a gambler in the sports, you've always you're always going to be biased one way or, or want it to go, and you know. But as a fan, that was a good one. Like I said I still feel really bad for for Tony that the kind of scenario played out. But he he handled it well at first when he lost. He he pushed off at Justin when he tried to give him a hug. But then later on, he mended it and basically yeah. did a great fight. Uh, and but you know, he said he's the guy that claims I'll fight anybody anywhere. It doesn't matter. And I think he'll be. He'll be back in no time after his injury. So, yeah, it just I, like dude, I was like, I was hurting for him because I'm like, man, it's twelve fight win streak, the longest one, and then even this fight, I would have took it. There's no you, you couldn't have paid me enough money to fight Justin Gaethje for. He has Tony has everything to lose, all everything he's worked for, and it's like, and he's been screwed so many times by the UFC. I feel like, but he was, and he, he was, he was, he was, he was he lose. Because if he says no, you know they will bypass him and put yeah. someone else in there. Because that's just how it is. Because Tony, we love him, but he's weird. He's not a huge uh, – I mean, f- fans love him, but he's definitely strange. And, um, yeah, if he if he says no to that, one, you know, you don't say no to title fights. And, two, they were going to plug someone else in. So he, pr- I bet he had to say yes. And that's his mantra. He's like, plug him in. I'll, I'll go through the whole division, you know. Of course they all say yeah. that, but – who, who says but, no to a, a title fight? You know what I mean? But he's already had to enter him. If he's never had to enter him, I can see it. But he's already had it, and he had it stripped. Well, if he didn't if he didn't fight this one, you know some, someone else is going to plug and play. Yeah, I know Dana would try. But my only deal, though, is with Tony Khabib, we've wanted it so long, and it's been such a thing, and it canceled again. I'm like, and then Ramadan's going to end, I forget when, but and he claims he's he's ready to roll, which, I, again, I don't know how. But and I don't think uh, – because I looked up a little bit into Ramadan because I'm not too educated on it, and I think they can eat. It's just that, like, it's very early in the morning and very late at night and nothing in between. Yeah, I think, I think he fasts for an extended period of time. Who knows? And, I mean, I think maybe he does it a different way and whatnot. But, again, I mean, you know, we'll find out in the next – Probably in the next two to three weeks, how things will play out. Because especially since fights are going to keep running, fights are continuing to go on. For anyone who doesn't know, there's fights Wednesday and then Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, not as big of a card and it's not pay per view, but still fights in Florida, no fans. And then also, I saw where I want to say it was soccer. Not a big soccer guy, but I think they got approved to start. And so I think sports are going to be back before we know it. And so I think fights are going to go. And then of course, there's a lot of chatter about. Uh, McGregor coming back in July or early summer, and so I, th- I think they'll be back sooner than we think. But yeah, yeah. and uh, after all the 
the, the tangent corner went on. He finally tweeted an Irish flag, a clover, and then an American flag, and then said, see you in July. So Interesting. Um, but he, he does go, he'll not respond to, like, a group of, like, six fighters for, like, six months, because then they'll just be dogging him, and then he'll, it's like he is, like, on a, like, a, a drunken night, and just, like, I'm going to go at everyone, and then he'll, like, you know, cram it all into one little tweet session, and then you won't hear from him for four months again, and you're like, come on, man. Yeah, um, we could maybe talk about that briefly after, I think that's pretty much it for 249, really, um. It was definitely unorthodox with no fans, but it was good. It was a great event. Um, I thought I can't remember the guy's name. I mentioned might have mentioned earlier. Uh, Smiling Sam. I thought that was really funny how he kept waving to the invisible crowd. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't even notice too, or I didn't know that was his nickname or something. And then in the ring, and I was or someone octagon, and I saw that Smiley had like shaved in his head, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, and then, not a fan of that. Like, yeah, I know. A little, little much for me, but hey, you got. I guess you got to stand out these days. But uh, fight of the night, right. fight of the night was Justin Antoni, which was really good. Went to the fifth, um, and then performance of the night was Justin and Francis Ngannou, who I think murdered Decast or not DeCastro, which is name Rosenstruck. Oh my gosh, I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I think they printed a death certificate on. That <laughs> 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 was crazy, dude. I'm just like, how do you, or, I mean, because you always want to be like, hey, you're a professional fighter. You know, you're pretty used to this, but like, yeah, I don't know how you can get used to Francis Nagano. Yeah. Um, so now you got Habib and Justin for the belts. What do you think is next for Tony? And then obviously Connor's trying to get in the mix. What do you think are most realistic fights for them next, both of them? For, what, for Tony and Connor? Yep, separately. And Dustin. Connor, they're not. They're you're not gonna see. They're they're gonna wait for Khabib and Justin to happen. As much as Dana keeps saying that, you know, he's he's not gonna sacrifice that gate, that live gate of Connor, um, unless this pandemic goes on much longer. Um, but I just don't see him throwing him in there with Tony or Dustin to, I mean, that's, that's the moneymaker. I mean, you can't dent that. I mean, if he lost to Khabib or someone like that, yeah. But so I honestly, I could see Tony and Dustin going at it and then Connor waiting to play out the winner of Justin Khabib. That's a he's time. not. I mean, you think Connor's afraid to wait? Come on. He said he wanted that's to fight three times in 2020 and it's we're halfway over and he's only we're only one in right but you gotta think again is like hey this is conor mcgregor he's every move's calculated and b this pandemic i mean if the pandemic wouldn't happen then yeah i i think he was trying to stick with it but i mean this just shakes things up and then again it all comes down to the dollar and dana's not going to sacrifice that gate He's just not going to do it unless he, uh, you know, I, honestly, I could see him freaking, you know, having some tickets for like five billionaires, you know, at like a crazy price to watch it live or something. That could be something cool you could do there. But uh, I don't know. I think Tony, I think Tony and Dustin would because I think that that's what will happen there. And just and Connor will hang out and wait till Justin or um, could be. Yeah. And then. And then this is 
kind of what I've always wanted to see always wanted to see him go against Khabib is because, you know, Justin's got some good wrestling credentials, obviously not anywhere near um, Khabib, and, but, uh, you know, I mean, he, he can stuff a takedown, I'm sure, um, and they do those hands, you know, that's what I said, if you get somebody that's, I, I feel like a 7 out of 10 wrestling compared to Khabib's 12 out of 10, and someone who's got, like, you know, some solid hands, they could show him a lot of, dan- I mean, they could pose a big threat, you know, because, but it's just always the threat of Khabib's takedown that scares people. Yeah, well, Justin was a D1 wrestler, so. National That's what I'm saying, but he just, he just never uses it. It's same like uh, Tony just doesn't use it near as much either. Yeah, maybe maybe when they fight, he will or he'll have to, obviously. I'm sure he'll have to defend it, but, um, yeah. Because one thing to add on to that is if you have the re- – or A, if you have the cauliflower ear, you know you're – you know, it's just you've been through it, and then if you got the cauliflower ear plus the wrestling logo tat, that's when you know you're like, dude, I'm, I wouldn't even think about messing with this dude. That's uh, let's see, that's Ferguson, Ferguson, Woodley. Who else has it? Who else has the? Dude, I feel like I've seen so many. Oh, uh, there's a but lot. Those of... are the prominent. Um, Tony Woodley, Colby Covington, I think has it. Uh, well, I mean, dude, all but you know, but yeah, I mean, like, if you got like the, a cult. yeah, if you got both of those, I'm like, you're yeah, you're a bad man. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. Do you got anything else? No, I mean, I'm just glad that the fights are back, sports are back. You know, it's getting a little normal uh, ish, and uh, you know, I, I would be hopeful that July we could. I, I wish things would you know, be back to normal. They're looking to try and get the fights back at the apex here. So that'll be cool. Um, you know, make things, I'm sure he could pump them out a lot quicker, a lot more safer and efficient too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, another thing that I had, I, I know we were chatting about and I totally forgot was, um, I read a, I think it was a tweet or some random fact during the fights, but supposedly this was either it was, or it was projected to be the most bet on, MMA event ever simply because there's no other sports that people are itching. Um, so that that was a pretty fun fact. But yeah, I mean, as it stands, you know, right now May 11th, that was on the 9th. We got one on the 13th, and then the 16th, and then you know they're looking at opening up soccer. And then I also also saw something about um, the MLB was going to start spring training potentially next month. So who knows? And and you know. I think if you uh, if you think about football, they're talking about hosting football as normal in the fall, and I don't think fo- football could go on without fans financially. So, you know, that's that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "There's no way," because there's no. Pay- yeah, I mean, that's why that all the beer, all the the ticket sales. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's just because you know with fighting, it's like. Pair of gloves, pair of shorts. Football, they got trainers. They got, I mean, athletic. T- I mean, aside from the uniforms and jersey and pads, you know, I mean, there's a lot more maintenance and the everyday things. I feel well, yeah, like and the the fighters also, which makes them more so they're so much more relatable to the everyday person, the everyday working person. Is they pay for so much out of their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Unlike NFL, NBA, MLB, those guys. You know, they get top. Most of these USC fighters on the main cards are flying commercial with Southwest. Like, I mean, 
you know, they might be in first class, but, um, you know, I, th I think they're just a lot more relatable to the everyday working human. Um, they, they make money, but especially the guys on the prelims, man, they're paying for a lot of stuff out of pocket. And some of them are even, that's a whole other topic, but some of these guys are working other part-time jobs when they're on the, on the rise, you know? Oh yeah. That's a, uh... I've read an article about, you know, a bunch of them here that, you know, be working waiters, waitresses and stuff. And I'm like, I just, I mean, because at that point, you're you're good enough where it's got to be your life to be good at it. But you kind of can't. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, then, then life actually does catch up with your bills and this and that. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you're like a, if you're like Cowboy Cerrone and you fight four times in a year consecutively, or excuse me, consistently, you know, so that's once a quarter, weeks. once a quarter, and then you know, if you're on the lower card, maybe you make ten or fifteen grand. Um, that's not a lot of money. And that's, I mean, eight week camps. That's thirty six weeks. Yep, and you know, that's pre. A lot of that money's pre tax, pre coaching, pre gym, pre nutrition. Gosh. And and you got to think too is whenever life's normal and say if they fight in other countries and stuff like or certain states get taxed more i mean so they're i mean if they're fighting and employed in that state you know or or country then they're going to get taxed at that rate i do believe um so i mean it could be like here in nevada there's no income tax so i don't i mean you know i'm sure there's probably eight million different things but yeah gotta factor that in too and there's just all kinds of stuff that we don't know about and then like, like you said nfl teams they have their facilities, they have their trainers, they have everything in play. But, you know, these guys, they're having to literally pay for their facilities, their training and all that, you know, so. Yeah, that would be fun, actually, to get try and get someone on to talk to and someone who might be comfortable sharing the financial side of it just for people who want to learn because the numbers you see in the public are typically not – like like you look at NFL contract, it'll say uh, $100 million guaranteed over 10 years, which is not the case. Built into that contract is – clauses where you have to get so many rushing yards and there's bonuses built in and then you know people will sign these contracts and then four years later they're not even on the team so it's kind of a it, it looks sexy up front but behind the scenes it's not as good so it'd be cool to get someone on the lower tier if they were comfortable breaking down say hey explain to you how your pay is and then what you're paying out and then obviously you know whether big or small people are getting endorsed and sponsored but you know, you, you want to talk to someone on the lower on the lower prelims, maybe, or on the open rise. Not you know, not the Joneses or the Connors, but some of the guys who are still hustling. Because who knows? Maybe they're making a little more off endorsements than we know, or maybe they're you know, after all the work is said and done, they these dudes might be making thirteen dollars an hour. You know, I saw Mike Perry. That's where I the the tax thing came from is because I saw a post of his where he was like. Oh, I've you know made whatever, and or you know, I, or he's like I have six hundred k followers, but only have six dollars in my bank account, and he was like fifteen percent goes to, uh, like you know the team. He's like, and that's where because it was in a different country. He was like, they took you know x amount, blah blah blah. He's like, I'm left with this, you know. I was like, you know, a lot of those guys are probably just or you know, or even like Kamar Usman, like seeing him, he's living in a like a apartment you know and you're like if a ufc fighter lived in my apartment complex that was of that stature you know or like that big a name i'd be like what are you doing you know like i figured you'd have the huge house but even him and colby only got five hundred thousand for their title five which i mean that fight was that was a fight bro yeah and the thing that makes me think is uh you know when 
when Cerrone fought McGregor, and I'd like to see the financials behind that too, because we we, oh, we, yeah. we only see certain things. We don't know how much endorsements or what was true, but it was like supposed to be around two hundred fifty thousand, and obviously that's a lot of money. But you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Any other sport, if you're a Hall of Famer and you're that old, I mean, you're making so much money. And then he didn't get like any pay per view share or cut. That's uh, what I heard. And and again, I want to know the ins and outs of the new ESPN deal and how that works with people's pay because I heard that they don't. That's you know the pay per view stuff's not as sexy now, or like they don't get any or something of that nature. So I'd be curious as the super ins and outs of that too. Yeah, that's um, something I'm going to try and work on is trying to see if we can find someone who either knows the ins and outs and kind of the, the breakdown can explain it for more for people or someone who fights and does and makes a little money and is like, hey, I'm putting this much in, putting this much out, what's left behind, you know? So Because I think a lot of the guys are – they're definitely grinding for sure. Yeah, it definitely would be rough. But, yeah, um, I think that's all I got for the recap, unless you got anything else. Yeah, I think that was a, a good convo. I needed to get this off my chest about no nonsense, Keith Peterson. Uh, I, feel I can sleep. I can sleep at night now, letting the world know my opinion. <laughs> uh, Keith Peterson uh, always got your first goal, apparently. Colton's arch enemy for refs, but yeah, we're down a little bit. Nothing too crazy uh, financially for our bets. Betting's always fun. Makes 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 watching it fun too. Um, trying to win a little money, but. I don't think uh, we'll bet any more this month on these cards, but maybe on the next big fight we can redeem ourselves with another fight. So, But, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for the recap. Everyone, thanks for listening. First episode, so uh, we'll see you guys next time.